Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Sacred Flesh. My name is Lee Wick, per usual, and I am the owner of Vanity Makeup and Skin. We are an alternative, I now say gothic, day spa in downtown Spokane. I believe we're the only alternative gothic spa in the state of Washington, and that's how we like it. And I also own Vane Industry Elevation, which is a advanced certification and training company catering to licensed estheticians or licensed beauty businesses, licensed professionals in the personal services industry. And I've got with me today, um, let's go round, let's go round and round the table. So I'm going to start with uh, my main B, my main, my main, it could go either way. Meg is my main B, Sydney is my main B, but today let's do Brennan. Oh man. Brennan, my main B. Yes. How's it going? Good. How are I, you? I'm good. You said this is an alternative gothic place. There's too much white in here. You need to get like. This is vain. We're recording oh, in vain. vain. She's the angel that caters to oh, the licensed professional. Oh, gotcha. Vanity is the devil that says spend five hundred dollars on brows. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And it works. And it works. It does. <laughs> no, it really does. I need. I need to. I, I need. I need to schedule my next uh, facial. So yes, we'll do that before you leave. We'll I do that absolutely. That. Yeah. Yes. And then we'll go around um, after that. My my second um, main B will do Sydney. She's actually a forced. Um, she's paid to be my B, but I think she likes it. I do like it good. very Yay. much. So, <laughs> <laughs> how are you, Sydney? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. And my real main B, the guest of honor, who I told probably day before yesterday that she was going to be on the podcast. And then I texted her the subject matter at about 9.30 last night. And it's Meg Demand. And Meg. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to be on here. Yay. <laughs> so she binge listened to all of the Sacred Flesh episodes over the last couple days. And um, I didn't realize how much I mentioned you. You mentioned me at least twice. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, I've got some... To do items, I'm supposed to find you a Paulson. Uh, yes, um, and then you mentioned me. What? What? Another time? I think it was about a service that I had or something. Oh no, no, it was about um, the um, goddess. Yes. Party. Oh yes. That was just so amazing. I'm so, so glad. And I want to start by before we get um, to uh, I'm you know words of affirmation are my love language, so I'm going to force myself. I'm going to force you to let me love you right now. Oh, um, can I love you back? Thanks. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. But uh, Meg was my first friend in Spokane, like literally my first friend in Spokane. And she was doing, taking, we made a $250 donation to taste or something like that. And we had, we were in the swag bags. And so Meg knew who I was, but I rolled up to this desk. Maybe we had won an auction item. I don't know. It had some, you were collecting behind you were the checking desk. checking in. Maybe. You yes. were checking in. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you said, um, you're Lee Wick. Yeah. And I said, I am. And you go, oh my gosh, you have the coolest bags. We need to be friends. Yes. And then I was like, for sure. And I was like, okay. Then I met a whole bunch of people and like Meg was my favorite person and you've been my best friend in Spokane. So thank you very much. It's been a wonderful blossoming relationship. And we're just, just going to love on each other. We're like fangirls. And it just gets, <laughs> and it just gets weirder and weirder. Yeah. So, but Meg's creeped out by ghosts. Yeah. yeah. So she picked the weirdest friend in yeah, me right. because I'm like, oh, Meg, let's go into that haunted house. And she's like, the fuck we are. <laughs> 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 
I didn't know how much I actually like. You've made me like ghosts, actually. Yay. But I have been a little freaked out and had a little real weird dreams after watching or listening to all the podcasts. As okay, well, so well, that's a f- that's fine. Maybe that's yeah. your third eye opening. Maybe that's part of your awakening. Oh, see, I learn something new every day. See, we'll talk is about that. Is that my eye right here? Correct. That's your third eye chakra. Yeah. Oh, I have it right there. So now <laughs> you need to fix that. So maybe yes. that's it. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry, that's okay. So today we're going to be talking about pomegranate, and the pomegranate is my favorite fruit. And the title of this show is "Pomegranate: The Forbidden Fruit and Why Your Skin Loves It." I'm so excited for this one. Right? How fun! So here's the weird part. Per you, so Brennan, you are my trusty fact checker. You better pull up some I already pulled up pon- pomegranate for, for skincare. So. That's awesome. See, there you go. So I was, I buy pomegranates all the, all the, all, all year, even when they're crappy and it's not good season. I, I will leave them on around the house in bowls in just little weird places. Right. And, um, I was eating a pomegranate the other night and I was like, Oh my gosh, we, need to do a a skincare podcast on pomegranates. So then per usual, I waited until the last minute to do the actual research on pomegranates. And so I first, uh, and I had known all the stories about Persephone and all the, all the ways that pomegranates um, are shown throughout different cultures and in different myths throughout civilizations, thousands of years. Pomegranates have been a really staple fruit and food representing wealth, abundance, beauty, and fertility. But I did not know like the big spiritual meaning. So the first thing I, I did my research and I pulled up that article that I sent to you, yes, Sydney. It is so cool. And I know that we're um, kind of going off um, topic here because we usually do an intro. We're just going to dive right into it. But I found a, um, a website called The Literary Hub and it the article on pomegranates is called The Secret Symbolic History of Pomegranates. And I read that whole, it was a really great article and about a lot of different things pertaining to the pomegranate, a lot of great information. And I was like, man, I really dig this article and this website. And you know how it always comes back to Spokane somehow for me? Like, I'm not even joking, at the very end of the article it said pomegranates also represent like death and fertility and like how the how how being born is and this is i know that it's um true in like jewish and and um greek mythology that being born is a really brutal process and dying is also a brutal process like our bodies fail us right and so pomegranate represents both of those things and it is so cool because this author of this article was saying how she um, thinks about all the people who jump off of the falls in the Spokane River. And I was like, wait, for what? Like I, and she was talking about how brutal the falls are. And she really kind of went into detail about how far they go and about how some of the biggest and most brutal drops are right downtown. And Meg, I instantly thought about Philip mm-hmm. and all the work he does for suicide prevention. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what we're supposed to talk about. Because, and I don't necessarily want to talk about and make it about um, 
you know, suicide prevention. I think that's a whole other show. So I don't want to minimize it into that, but I just thought it was minimize that subject into a skincare podcast. But I just thought it was really, really, um, interesting. The, um, connection to Spokane and the author is named Kate Lebo and she L-E-B-O Meg Meg knows everybody in Spokane literally everybody (laughs) I do not know her you'll know her by 1020 well shit it's already past 1020 so whatever time it is 1120 there you go (laughs) you'll find her she'll give me like five different people that we're connected to but she wrote a book called The Difficult Fruit And I think that's why I love pomegranates. Like, you have to really work to get in there and eat the pomegranate. Yeah, you do. They're a whole project. They're not just like washing an apple and eating a banana. Like, they are an effort, and I love them. So, again, sorry, I've gone on a tirade of like six minutes talking about myself, but (laughs) I thought it was so cool that this chick lives in Spokane. So we're going to be talking about the pomegranate. I am exactly like you, but with pineapple. Oh, Grace loves pineapple. I buy it all year round, even if it's not very good. And if it's not very good, I'll just put a little bit of sugar on top. And if it's real sweet, I'll put a little bit of the tahine stuff on top. Yeah, I love tahine. Oh man, it's so good. It's okay. my favorite snack ever. So we'll, you're, you had the idea last night of doing the other the series on fruits and skincare. So we'll do p- pineapple next. Yes, because it's huge in skincare. Huge. Pineapple. Yes, yes. It's a good one. Okay. All right. Excellent. Meg, do you like pineapples? I oh, mean, do, do you like pomegranates? I do like pomegranates and I do like pineapples. Yay. Excellent. You okay. Have to be careful on when you serve pineapple or have something in your house because apparently that's also the sign of that you're a swinger. Did you guys know this? Oh, yes. I <laughs> did know that. But Wait. I think it's an what? upside down pineapple. You're right. Yeah. Yes. Wait. Yes. Have you heard that? <laughs> no. <laughs> and I've participated in many no, adult no. adventures prior to children, <laughs> and I have never heard of the pineapple. Well, I think what? it's kind of a newer thing, but yeah. Oh, if you it's hang, not Gen X. No, I don't think so. It's for you if young you whippersnappers, you young pineapples. Yes. If you hang a <laughs> pineapple picture like upside down in your house, that means you're like open to it. Brennan, do you have an upside down pineapple? <laughs> No, but now I'm gonna do it just to make, just to do it, just to, to see if anyone says anything. Send me a picture. I'll be like, oh, there are some TikToks on it. Like this oh. one girl didn't know that that was yeah. the thing, and she invited her friends over, her neighbors over, and she's like, they've never come back because she I've seen that served one. she served ice cubes in the like litter pineapples or something. I don't know, and she had something else. Okay, we're gonna table so that because this is yeah this, a yeah. whole sidebar. It's, it's a whole topic. How fun is that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, not swinging, but I mean, <laughs> come on. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> all of my Tri Cities people are going. Oh, there she goes, <laughs> coming out of her show. I heard the one about dick pics that you guys were talking about, so I thought <laughs> I think it's appropriate to bring up swingers. Oh, yes, yeah. and then I mean, I don't want to talk about them all the time. No. Yeah. Um. And another thing, I was we were going to do. I was thinking, okay. Brennan, what bright, are you? Bright. Brennan, Brennan, is no, is like, Brennan is bright red right now. Uh, mm-hmm. He never, yeah. he's never, he's never shocked anymore <laughs> no. about what he com- what comes out of our mouth. No. Um, also, eyelashes, uh-huh. eyelash extensions. I started because I w- I have a bunch of research I'm doing on that. Mm-hmm. Did you know that the history of eyelash extensions, eyelash extensions were used originally to prevent semen from going into prostitutes' eyes? <laughs> are you serious? That is awesome. So TBD on that announcement. That is- when that's. That because we are that's definitely we're doing going a 
podcast on that. That's good. All these girls that are like, oh, I can't wait to get my lash filled. They don't like, see all these connections. We can go to Kellogg, Idaho and visit. Don't they still have a legal brothel over there? I think that closed, but how do you know? Because you can, because you can tour it now. Oh. Ooh, it's like a museum. I'd love so. to we tour could go that. and see how many eyelash extensions. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Kellogg for some reason. Like anytime I drive through it, and then when I was younger, my grandma took me here for um, to Spokane for a family reunion, and we went to Kellogg, and I rode that gondola thing, mm. and I've always thought it was a cute little little area, a cute little town. It's well, got some history. It yeah, does. it's got a brothel. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, <laughs> and mine and tons of mines, tons of people. I did. I think I've I've the gold mine you can go do there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Silverman. Silverman. Yes. Um yeah. Center of the universe. Like they have a, like at the downtown Wallace. Like, there's walls in color. They're like 5 miles apart. But they have like a little thing in the street and it says Center of the Universe and and also fun fact about Wallace is you can uh, drink on the streets there. Wow. How far away is Wallace from Spokane? Oh, like 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fast. Not, it's, it's not it's, that far. It's quick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All totally. Right. All right. How She's fun in. is this going to be? All right. <laughs> I used to be a drug I'll rep. I'll get stuck in a mine. Yeah. I'll be like, exactly. <laughs> when I was a drug rep, I called on the, we used to call on the doctors in Kellogg, and he used to treat all the prostitutes. So he mm. would tell us about, because I, I sold a drug for her, herpes. Syphilis so, drug? Herpes. Okay. Yeah. So All right. I think we got on that subject once or twice, and then I was like, I don't think I, I want to talk know. about this anymore. Yeah, I did not know <laughs> that it was that it was legal in Idaho. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You'd think there'd be more. There was red lights. Wasn't it the red light district? There's something about. There's something yeah, going on there. I mean, there might be. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> there, I keep, there might be. You're pri- not going to have me on here. Anymore. There might be <laughs> private brothels there. I, I'm not sure. I, I can't speak on that. But uh, everybody yeah. look for the pineapples and Kellogg. I really, <laughs> don't, don't, have I really the, don't talk about dirty stuff TikTok, all the time. What's yeah. the TikTok symbol for um, prostitution? <laughs> because I'm actually not anti-sex worker. I am pro-sex worker. Yeah, as so far as I am not into like that. I feel like, hey, whatever. I just am surprised that if it's actually legalized somewhere that there aren't more of them and it's not done in a way that is. Yeah, I can't believe I haven't heard of it. That's crazy. crazy. I just found out about one in like Vegas or something. Oh, yeah, there's lots in Idaho. I mean, um, Nevada. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, I didn't didn't realize. I guess I knew that there was like lots of strip clubs and stuff, but I didn't realize there was actual like brothels. So... Okay, back to the yeah. Pump so unit. Yeah, like I'm way off topic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I used to, um, yeah, sorry for my family in Utah that's listening to this one. But oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure they got brothels in, uh, in Utah. <laughs> They're on the way down low. They are <laughs> oh, yeah. They are, deep. <laughs> <laughs> they are buried. <laughs> that's what you call them. <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, okay, so at some point... Um, we will talk about my history prior to my, my entrepreneur history. I might have mentioned it before that I used to. Did I? I? You already know, but we'll go there later. So have I ever? No, you would know. Brennan would know because he doesn't forget anything. So I used to own a business that was um, that was in the adult entertainment um, industry. That is awesome. And all of a sudden, Sydney's like, a lot of stuff's making sense now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ran that shit like a tight ship. That is so like, cool. It was money. And, um, but then I had kids and, and it got, um, it, I found it was hard to keep my, my self, you know, safe and stuff. So, I mean, I was just, anyway, we'll go there later. Yeah. So, 
Um, again, sorry for my family in Utah that did not know that. Surprise. So, <laughs> <laughs> my listeners in Germany are going, yes. Okay, so back to the pomegranate. The, um, the pomegranate, like we said, has had many, many um, symbolis- symbolis- symbols, symbolism. symbols, symbolism, symbolism, yeah. yeah, symbol, <laughs> symbolic meanings um, in different cultures. According to Jewish lore, a pomegranate um, contains 613 seeds, one for each mitzvah. And for millennia across Europe, Persia, Asia, and in Buddhist, Islamic, Judaic, Christian traditions, pomegranates represent a symbol of fertility. They are also sometimes smashed in bridal chambers to encourage uh, the birth of many children. And the um, the article that we read that the chick from Spokane that I would love to actually get to know talked about the brutality of the contradiction in the symbol symbolism in the fruit in different um, cultures, which I am really, really attracted to contradiction. And I feel like, again, with my branding with the businesses, Vain and Vanity are very opposite, yet totally connected. And I feel, again, like I do a lot of shadow work for people when I'm working with energy. And um, I feel like you have to go through that dark time to actually recognize like there has to be duality. So I find that really interesting that all of that meaning can be in that one little fruit. Um, So the pomegranate is... um, something that's used in skincare for anti-aging. Pomegranates are a superfood and they are well known in since ancient times as being a very, very important ingredient for um, internal and external uses. In ancient times, they were a, pros- a symbol of prosperity and abundance. And my, I think, again, this is one of the things I'm really fascinated about because in a lot of Christian stories and other stories, the apple that Eve was supposedly eating is was truly a pomegranate. And oh. because of the, um, it was called, it, it's um, originated in Iran and in Persia, and pomegranate means the seeded apple. So the fact that it in, um, you know, that story has just kind of made, become an apple, I think it's so much cooler with a pomegranate. That is so cool, yeah. Yes! It makes it... It almost makes it more interesting. It does, yes. And they were brought to Egypt in 1600 BC for medicinal purposes. And they are rich in polyphenols. We've talked a lot about polyphenols from a skincare perspective um, before with the pearl extract and a lot of the other plant um, and algae type um, super antioxidants that are found to detox the skin. And uh, what polyphenols do is they detox the skin while repairing the UV damage. They act similar to vitamin C, and they help to um, keep the immune system robust and healthy. They also increase blood circulation, and we know um, as skincare professionals, and you've heard this podcast before, blood circulation and having that blood flow right at the surface of the skin is truly the, the... the secret to <clears throat> keeping your desquamation process, which is the life cycle of the death and life of a birth and life, birth and death life cycle of a skin cell, 
desquamation is the the process that happens when the skin cell ages and gets ready to die off and slough off naturally. And um, in having proper blood flow encourages those baby cells to push off and healthy, nutritive baby cells to push off those dead dinosaur-like fossil cells that are on my face if I skip my five serums. So, <laughs> <clears throat> um, do you guys have anything to say before? I mean, before I go on. Well, I was really happy that you picked the pomegranate, and I knew that it had to have some kind of anti-aging since I'm 49 now. Yes. Um, so I now see how you're tying this in with me. Yeah. So thank oh. you. Oh, you're yes. so welcome. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sydney? What do you think? Have you? Uh, yeah. So I, um, I think I was like thinking about it, and I was like, I wonder why I'm so interested in this little fruit topic. It just yes. seems so simple. Now that you're talking, I am super into like any kind of Middle East. Yes. Stuff, like mm-hmm. in the Middle Eastern culture, yeah. like not just Egypt, because that's I mean pretty standard, but pretty much all over the Middle East. And now and I'm four percent Middle Eastern. Oh, that's so, so cool. like like 4%, which is like, okay, you can really see it in my brothers. You can't super, yeah. but anyway, go ahead. I did this whole crazy meditation one day. I'll tell you about it after the podcast, but it has to do with the Middle East and how I'm connected to it. Uh-huh. And I'm very, very connected to it in the mm-hmm. culture. I watch all the current events that go on in yeah. the Middle East. So I'm super interested in this so <laughs> yeah, far. Well, that's super cool. What about you, Brennan? Do you have anything that you want to? I like pomegranate juice. Yay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's about my, my, I'm, I've seen pomegranate, pomegranates all the time at the store. I've never bought it. I also have like a, a weird fear of, um, it's called trypophobia. Oh, yeah. Where you, the little holes. The, the holes. Are, yeah. And like when you see cross sections of um, pomegranate. pomegranate, it yeah. kind of just, I'm actually looking at it right now. It really creeps me out. But yeah. that's interesting. I have it a little bit too for certain things yeah. as well. It kind of yeah. freaks me out. Yeah. All right. Well, well, that's another interesting topic, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Because if you think we could tie that into um, acne scarring and enlarged mm. pores, oh shoot, snippety snap! That's crazy. <laughs> okay, so that one again. We this is what we do. We got like four more podcasts. Scarring. I just looked, yes. read that. Uh, yes, I didn't actually even know that. Mm-hmm. I just found that out today that pomegranate works really well for scarring. So that's what? very cool. Yeah, what I found the most interesting about pom because I love pomegranate juice and I knew and I love pomegranate seeds and I eat the whole seed. I don't spit them out. Neither do I. I yep, eat all of them. And they contain forty eight percent of your daily vitamin C. And it also contains omega five fatty acids. <clears throat> and that works really well to prevent water loss in the skin. Whoa. Isn't that cool? cool? Yeah. Mm. Who spits out a pomegranate seed? I know how a lot you, of people that you, ask if they just they serious? just bite the 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 meat around the seed and then they spit out the that would be a lot of work chewed up yeah, seeds that's too much work for me no i'll yeah. swallow them down Oof. yeah no. i like to put a big old handful in my mouth me too just, yeah. yeah yep that's it <laughs> <laughs> and it works the thing that another thing that's great about um pomegranate is that it works well for all skin types and it is uh great for dry skin because of the improvement in the um water loss with the omega-5, it really works well for oily and acne skin due to the vitamin C component, and it works well for um, anti-aging because of the polyphenol, polyphenols and the antioxidants. And it really helps with acne because of the wound healing component, which is why it was even brought um, forth to use topically. Originally, pomegranate oil was used for inflammation on the skin um, and wound healing. 
so cool. isn't that so cool that is that. very cool i have not heard i used to do wound care yes back in the day yeah in, at one of my jobs so and yeah. it was brought in 1600 for medicinal purposes brought to egypt in 1600 for medicinal purposes so <clears throat> it is um something pomegranate products have a shorter shelf life because of their water potency so um Pomegranate juice tends to go bad. Pomegranate um, seeds will stay longer inside their meat. And I just love them. I think they're a really amazing fruit. And we have two pomegranate products um, at Vanity. We've got the pomegranate serum, which is priced at $65, which is one of my absolute faves. Me too. I love it. (laughs) Yes. So, so nice. It feels... Amazing texture. Yeah. It makes the skin so soft. It's nice. Really soft. I've yes. noticed that. If you've got somebody who's dealing with who it, maybe they need more exfoliation, but they can't be, they might get too red during that time. You can really um, put pomegranate juice on top of it. It does not have the acidity compound like some mm-hmm. other vitamin C's do, or it won't inflame the redness, but it will really help to calm it. Now the wound healing aspect makes sense. Yes. <clears throat> and the, um, it really just helps the softening and, and for hydration, which I absolutely love. You can layer it underneath a moisturizer or you can put it over a hyaluronic and have it. I find it to be something that I can use and then just go and put it under sunscreen without it because I have oily skin, so it oh, would yeah. probably kind of depend. And um, then we've got a pomegranate serum. I mean, excuse me, a pomegranate um, toner for 36. Uh, and those that one is great for all skin types as well. And that one smells absolutely wonderful it's like a nice pick me up during the day for brightening and and just um waking your skin up and increasing blood flow and balancing your ph sounds like my two next products i already was going to set two aside for you tbh and the high frequency machine (laughs) (laughs) because i knew i was like as soon as meg hears those she's gonna be like okay i need all three of those i need a serum anyways yes and i think you'll like that and um yeah and i've used the pomegranate serum on you during facials so i know that it i was too busy talking yeah we never stopped talking (laughs) yes um so anything else you want to did you want to fact check me at all there's nothing to fact check yet um no i i think i'm one are we we gonna get into like the the sacred part of pomegranates that's what i'm excited yes that's what like that's what i'm finding a lot about yes so the pomegranate has a very significant sacred history like we kind of talked about at the beginning where it is represented in paintings in medieval times in ancient civilizations it represents a lot of abundance it represents um again like the fertility the life and death cycle the brutality of birth the brutality of death and it is also um according to many cultures uh, an abundance and wealth generator there is a european tapestry that is medieval european tapestry called the unicorn in Cap- uh, in captivity and you can um see unicorns depicted a lot in medieval um, paintings because of that representation and that symbolism and then you there's a quince grove at the met cloisters in manhattan did you see that when you were there? That's no. a, you just got back from from, from New York, New yeah. York, from Manhattan. So yes. I wish we would have known. We've gone. There. I know you could have taken some pictures. Yeah, that's cool. So I um, think that um, another, again, another reason that I really love um, pomegranates is because of the sacred representation. But there is a um, unicorn that's sitting in 
Manhattan, which I'm so pissed that I did not do my research before because you would have seen it. But there is a unicorn sitting in a low fence pasture beneath a pomegranate tree, and he looks content in captivity, and he's a symbol of fertility and marriage and the fertility of a soul's marriage with Christ. The unicorn appears to be bleeding from wounds of a hunt, and he's chained to this tree. And on closer inspection, the wounds don't bleed, but they weep pomegranate seeds. Whoa. And the blood is pomegranate juice. So that would really freak Brennan's um, thing out with the wound thing. Yeah. The word pomegranate, um, it, the word garnet, the color garnet comes from the word pomegranate. And so does the word grenade. Because of the Sharpnel and scattering That's reference. That's the coolest part of that whole article. I thought isn't that was that badass. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Isn't oh. that so cool? I'm telling you, this chick that wrote this book, we have to get her in here if she's from, from I want Spokane. To. I'm going to order her book. Yeah, like, and I'll get one for possible. here. Yes. yes. How cool. Um, so let's see. Brennan, what are you seeing that you would like to, with the spiritual aspect, feel free to jump in. Are you want to talk about Demeter and Persephone? Yeah, I, I thought the the Persephone like I I don't really know too much about it. I was I just thought it was interesting, and I th- feel like you could probably expand on it more. Can you tell the story? Or you- a little bit. I so my daughter Grace. I'm not a huge mythology person, but my daughter Grace was like she was seven and carrying around a gigantic mythology encyclopedia. I mean, and she also read like all of Shakespeare, like not all of it, but she had huge books. Like she was not your average kid right so cool (laughs) she's like this total gave it away yeah exactly (laughs) so she would always and I would always eat pomegranates and so she would tell she would she told me the story about Persephone and then she showed me the chapter in the book that um has Demeter and Persephone and so um Persephone carried seven pomegranate seeds to represent and she could eat those uh seeds of the god whenever she um, needed to. And essentially she was cast out. She was, um, chained, kept prisoner. She would eat these pomegranate seeds and she was trying to find her way back to her mother. And who's her mother, Brennan? Does it say Demeter, right? Demeter. Demeter. Yeah. Demeter was her mother. Okay. So Demeter was the, um, and, but Demeter didn't keep her chained, right? No, I believe Hades it was did. Hades did. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So if you've got that there, feel free to, to, cause I'm literally going off of what my eight year old told me in circa 2009. I'll just pull up that article. <laughs> yes. Quick. But Persephone, the, the seven seeds is something that if you carry it, it, even in a lot of different cultures, if you carry pomegranate seeds, um, in your lunch or in your pocket or whatever, and they stay, it's really weird because if you've, um, my daughter and I have done that where we've wrapped pomegranate seeds in my grandma Noakes's um, handkerchief and put them in our pockets. This was years ago. Grace, my, my grandmother, Grandma Noakes, who she's always in this um, podcast, Grace used to call her abuela because Grace was, um, she was alive when Grace was, was with me. I mean, Grace remembers her. And she used to call Grandma Noakes abuela. And so um, abuela gave us a ton of handkerchiefs, like literal snot rags, right, that people now just waste 
and paper <laughs> and paper towels. But back then, you carried something in your purse, right? My so she had a snot rag. Oh yeah, totally. Well, my grandma had really fancy ones, and she would wash them, and every, they would lay out to dry. And so I thought, when growing up, this is a really important gift, obviously, right? So she would give he she gave me tons of them. So then I gave one to Grace that had like blue stitching around the outside, and she carried these seven pomegranate seeds. We put them in our pockets, and they lasted for like a week because the um, meat on the pomegranate, as long as you don't crush them, they stay they stay good as long as that original meat, the seed doesn't get crushed. And moist? No, they weren't moist, but they weren't they weren't totally dry either. It was like really because you know when you take a yeah, we didn't refrigerate them, mm-hmm. and it was mm. weird because I thought I I bet we could eat these and there would still be some juice in there, but yeah. So there's my grandma reference for the day. Yeah. Um, she's in all of them. She is in all of them, I yes. Know, I know a lot about her. Yes, now. you do. I wish you could have met her. Me what too. Do you, what are you finding out, Sydney? Um, so I am, it's kind of scattered, so I'm trying to like, I know there's so many different stories about yeah, the pomegranate. Yeah, there really is. So it says... Um, I was totally fascinated with the cat unicorn and cat... The yeah, that's cap, so That, cool. I should have done that research because you, you could have gone there. Um, so it says that, um, so like, um, Persephone, she has to leave to go to back to Hades and that's when winter comes. And it says, even after Persephone comes home, she has eaten the food of the dead and must go back to Hades for a fourth or a third or half the year, provoking another winter. Because it's also pomegranates are connected to the seasons as well. Like, yeah. And then it's. I know there's some, it's somewhere in here where Hades, she's starving because Hades forbid her to eat. Right. And then, um, before she was about to leave, she was obviously about to die. So he gave her a pomegranate and, um, it, that's how it represents life is because Hades essentially gave her her life Life. back. Yeah. That, 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 that's basically what I was going to say is it's like the, she ate six, Hades gave her six pomegranate seeds six and so and that represents the six months that apparently pomegranates are in bloom yes and and so it's a new life so see grace is going to listen to this podcast and she's going to say it was six pomegranate seeds mother because i don't (laughs) get my greek mythology wrong (laughs) the other part about that whole thing that i found she's gonna call me demeter (laughs) (laughs) is um how it's talked about how it represents fertility. Mm-hmm. But in that article, it also talks about how it was almost used like a birth control. Yes, totally. And, and slowing down. Yeah. The, and yeah. how like the rats, they did uh-huh. the study with the rats and how the rats that ate the seeds had weren't as fertile. And then when they were taken away, their fertility went back to normal. Yeah. So like, it's very interesting how it kind of flip-flops like yes. that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The duality within the fruit yes. is so cool. So is it more of an infertility? It's kind of, it's kind of both. It's I'll send you the article because, yeah. and I'm going to get that book because it's yeah. so that um, it's literary Amazon. hub was so fascinating. I mean, it was, and when all of a sudden she started talking about the Spokane falls, I was like, Whoa, mm-hmm. this is weird. And, um, hmm. 
it just w- fell in perfectly in line and all of, I would love to talk to her. And the fact that she named the book, the difficult fruit is yeah. just so cool. Cause yeah. And it looks like the book has like more than just pomegranate. Too. Yeah, totally. It has tons of, and it said there's little recipes in it too. Yes. How stuff. fun. I know. It's so cool. Yes. I we're going to get Googled that her too. And she's a chef or a yes. Cook or something. Oh. So, yes. And a, yeah. and a, and a, cheesemonger too or she works for a cheesemonger we're your biggest fans here yes hello (laughs) hello meg we'll find her that's right either she works for a cheesemonger or i can't remember exactly what that article said or she she's a chef so cool mm -hmm, i love fancy cheese yes that is so cool well so yeah so in greek and persian mythology uh the pomegranate represents uh fertility beauty eternal life but in christian symbolism uh, the numerous seeds of the fruit represent the church, um, unity and faith of a community of believers. Uh, and but for in Ju- JD, uh, I'm saying this for darn JD, Judaism, Judaism. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the pomegranates are supposed to contain like 613 seeds, yes. and which correspond with the 613 uh, commandments of the Torah. Um, and so Jews eat 613 seeds on Rosh. Roshana? Roshana, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so that's what it represents there. In Buddhism, uh, pomegranates, peaches, and lemons are considered the three blessed kinds of fruits. Um, the Quran mentions the pomegranate three times, and it represents good things created by God. Um, so, yeah. How cool. That is so cool. It's like in everything. It is everything so, possible. yes. That's really cool. But yeah, in the middle, but like, it, like that's like the... The symbolism for all those, but even in like, I guess as the, as a fruit, like in like middle ages, it was like considered a symbol of power because Mm of its scarcity. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's it's interesting. I I actually, we were, I was in LA last week. We stayed in this uh, little town of Topanga just outside of LA and we were in the garden and there was this big bush and it had all these red little pomegranates on it but are you serious and we're like what is that like and we're like because we're you know from spokane we don't see pomegranates growing and we took one off and it was a pomegranate so. nobody so sees cool. yeah well, and yeah this is weird and I, you when you were you didn't you didn't prep me for this at all and so like it was like oh wow that is weird that i would just randomly come across a pomegranate and yeah that is very cool that is so it's one of those concepts when you haven't heard a word or anything like that, and mm. then all of a sudden you start seeing persimmons. Yes, just, I love persimmons. We yes. just saw persimmons in New York. Never, I don't know if I've even heard of a persimmons. Oh, yeah, persimmons are good. Like, we were taking a picture. <laughs> it was just, like, such a novelty. Yes. It was in New York. And, and then we got home, and I ran into Natalia, and she said it's for some reason, randomly, uh-huh. now all of a sudden I'm hearing about persimmons. So that yeah. might be another. I just saw one. persimmons on TikTok the other day, and I was like, "What is what that? Is that? that I is, have no idea what they were." That I is, wonder if Persephone is like persimmons, <laughs> or there's. Oh, I wonder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is that is really interesting. I was at Costco yesterday, and I was like, "Why?" And I was like, getting my on my list. My wife said, "Get uh, baby oranges or whatever they're called." Yeah, and and I was like what are these? I've never seen these in Costco before and they were persimmons. persimmons. Like I've been looking for some at Costco. <laughs> that cool. is so cool. You guys were all okay. connected. Yeah. Um, yes. Are you creeped out yet, Meg? No, I'm just the one that's getting us completely off topic on everything. No, I love oh, it. No, yeah. I love Pomegranates, it. Persimmons. This is the best. Yeah. That's I, how we I, roll. This is here. how we roll. Yeah. Yes. Uh, persimmon, the, the, the symbol of good wishes. 
Oh, wow. I love it. It's awesome. Well, um, so Costco. <laughs> that kind of puts us to our, uh, to our, this is such a random, like I, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I taught some crystal facial classes yesterday Ooh, virtually. Fun. And all the girls in the class, I did one class and there were three people there. They all listened to my podcast because they were in my um, class at the Oregon Aesthetic Show when the light and the light, because the light kept yeah. flickering. And so they remembered that um, the sacred flesh. So they've been listening. And I told them we were going to record today and I didn't really know what it was about and yada, yada. So they just go, we love how you guys just kind of go wherever it like takes it. So it's so fun to listen to. So I got that direct feedback. So that's good. Yes. It's a, it's the best when you kind of can just take the, you can, the podcast can be whatever you want to be. There's always like, there's always a structure to it, but like, it's always good. They, that's what podcasts are about. Yes. It's, a be, it's a be tangent. Well, and I always find it's so cool. The weirdest thing to me is that I, I mean, it's not weird. It's, it just is what it is now at this point in my life. But the fact that no matter what topic we pick, there's always a relevance to like totally. something else going on. And we can tie it into either Spokane or an experience that one of us has had or has. And I just think that is, um, we're all universally connected, which I think is so cool representing the pomegranate. So how cool is that? And my really good friend, Ariel, um, she listens to the podcast. She says the same thing. She she really likes it. Hi, Ariel. We should have her on as a, as a massage therapist. She would Ariel get on the podcast. She's going to listen to this. Um, she, where the podcast was in her Spotify wrapped, one of her top three podcasts that she listens to. Oh my gosh. Yes. She, she's a very good friend. So tell her, thank you. I will totally tell her that we want her on one day. She would love that. And I want Natalia to come on too, oh, natalia she's a healer yeah big time so she's she's one of those that touches you and you're like um okay I'm, she doesn't even have to touch you she, no she like puts her hands over me and she knows exactly like where to go or whatever and she's just like what's and, and then she asks for permission to yeah. get in and i'm just like my body's just like but i love i've come to just absolutely love her yes she's awesome every time i get out of massage with her i text lee because you're the one you're my contact with her Uh i'm like she's a healer (laughs) every single time there's like this amazing experience i have with her i love that and i cry pretty much through most of my massage oh in a good way like i love that she wants me to like get it out and i'm i'm not like that you know me i, I do. do that because when you're like she's you. a real healer and i want to say no shit sherlock that's yeah. what I- <laughs> yeah it is unbelievable yeah i tell her every time she you have changed my life oh yeah. so natalia if you're listening which she's not but she maybe she is we'll, we'll have to ask her yes okay so now we're gonna go to um meg tell us about you about me. Yes. So tell Meg us about Demand. Meg Demand. I'm going to ask you some skincare questions. Okay, good. Um, and you like pomegranates. I like pomegranates. I don't like that they're so hard to eat, but okay. I do like the Costco version that puts them in the cup for yep, you. Yep, yep. I love mm-hmm. those. And then you just yes. spoon them out. That's the f- most fantabulous thing. I've I have invented. to do that for all of my kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are the Costco. I am the Costco. I'm container. The, the cup mm-hmm. filler, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
But I guess you tell us about you. So I grew up in Spokane. Um, I went to Central Washington University and then transferred to Eastern. So I have my degree in human biology and then went off to in the work world for a while and then got my MBA about 10 years, maybe 15 years about being in industry. So I've had that for about 10 years now. And now I have my own business. I've just like you. Businesses. Businesses. So I have a real estate business and I have an events business. And then we are branching out into corporate training, my husband and I. So the reason why actually my events business, I specialize in mainly nonprofits. And I was looking at real estate to go in there to advise my clients too on how they can diversify some of their assets in the nonprofit world. Because really putting on events is a heck of a lot of work. So... It all kind of intermingles somehow in there, but that's yeah, how I love that. I am, that's that's why, why you and I are like yeah. sacred souls because completely we're just so entrepreneurial. I can mm-hmm. weave a million businesses if I could run a yeah. hundred at a time. Oh I yeah. Would. I want to open one, another one right now, but I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I don't know how or <laughs> You where, and I have to ring each other. I again. do. Totally. Yes, yes, we do. Yes. Um, so. so tell me about your skin, Meg. I already know your skin, but tell us about, tell all of our listeners in the interwebs about your skin. Well, I grew up a very simple gal, so I was Her parents have this. that beautiful property. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it before where I went. Um, she, they, she, they, they have this cabin that you like pull up to down this long ass road <laughs> and you pull up to it and it looks like a postcard. It's an A-frame and, house. Yeah, and then so, Meg goes, oh, yeah. here's my parents' house. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, the, get it, me in there right now. <laughs> it's really beautiful. Mom and, and Judy, Dad just yes. I love your parents. Job, yeah. Judy's my client. She, I just love her. Jude. Oh, my mother is. So our last Machine name is. Machine Gun Jude. Demand. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I tell everybody, she is the ultimate demand because she will <laughs> drill you. And she did when she saw you. But she did not, ask, Meg did not prepare me <laughs> for Judy's machine rapid fire question. Like she um, did not. So I answer the door. I'm like, you know, all in black. I got my tattoos everywhere. I'm like, hello, Judy. Come on in. Blah, blah. And I'm like, tell me about your skin. Do you have any? And I give her her consult. I said, do you have any questions? She looks at me dead ass straight in the face and says, well, I have a lot of questions, but I don't know how many of them are about professionalism. (laughs) And I said, "Uh, look, it took me a minute. And I said, okay. I'm not sure how many of those I'm willing to answer, but go ahead. (laughs) And then she goes, what are those tattoos for? What do they mean? And it was like, bam, but a bam, but a bam. And now Judy loves me. Mm-hmm. I can pull up to that car, Judy, in, that, in her house. Judy gives me plants, mm-hmm. desserts, mm-hmm. coffee. Like, she's wow. so sweet. My yeah. mom is like the most squarest person on the planet. <laughs> put her in this little box. So I blew her yeah. mind. Oh, anything out of that little box is like... I don't know about that. So that's kind of how I grew up was very like, and I don't know why, but I am, my my whole family is just kind of like in that box, but I've always been like, so let's look in at other, you know, people, diversity. It just absolutely blows my mind. I'd, I'd love to meet different kinds of people. And which, and which but it scares certain people, which ancestor do you relate to the most? Do you have a, an aunt or some, or a grandparent or something that, was also like you that got that out of the box? Probably or? my mother's mom. She was, <coughs> but I, 
my father's mom, my she was the, mainly in my life, and she she's very tight, t- um, dainty and mm-hmm. appropriate. And I don't, I don't, I didn't know my other grandma very well. Mm-hmm. She died when I was young, but I kind of see her as a bit of a free spirit. So, yeah, that yeah. You would, yeah, I would. That would be interesting. Yeah, we should go. Where is she buried? Uh, I think they scattered her ashes okay. probably um, on a lake somewhere. Okay. So how beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, tell me about your skin now. You're a simple girl. You yes. Yes. And so I've always tried to you know, back in the day when you have all the Mary Kay and the Clinique and they have seventy nine different steps you have to do and yeah. I'm just like I can't. All filled do it. with fragrance. I just can't, yep. Can't do it. And so really the more the less I can do in my skincare regime, the better for me because I'm also a I like to, that gives me a chance to pick my face if I'm washing it all the time. And so, um, I have a coach now that she's a picker. She can't. Mm -hmm. And so honestly, before you, I, my best routine was just the Kirkland wipes. That was the best thing. So (sighs) morning and night, (laughs) barely, barely any moisturizer at all. And then, so now I, um, I'm so good now. I actually use my moisturizer every day, and I use my cucumber eye cream. Yes, and your light mask. I use that once a week. Yes, she sends me pictures of herself with the light mask oh, on. No, my, I've been doing my light mask. All right, Sorry. all right. Well, we're I need gonna... to. I know I need to do yep. that more. So yep. we'll get back on, on that. We'll yep. get back on that track. But my other mask thing that you gave me. Oh yes, the um, the gold mask, right? Nope, it was the orange. It's white. Oh, the cockatoo plum. Nope. I don't remember what it is, but we got a anyways, lot of products. I tried yeah, it. Too many. I try and do that, that one. one. So, and Philip, my husband, is probably more of he is. I call him my product horror because mm-hmm. I have to keep my stuff separate from him. Yeah, or hide it because he'll use it all. Yeah, I'm a product <laughs> horror. I love mm-hmm. products, and if it, I love even if I don't, even if I can't use it for myself. Mm-hmm. I love learning about it. If it smells good, if that's why I feel like so blessed to be an esthetician because I get to try so many things on so many different people and watch it work right then. It's like such wonderful alchemy. It's like mad scientist right on your mm-hmm. face. So I love that. Um, so Meg is, like I said, one of my best friends in Spokane. And um, she and I went to... Well, we go on lots of weird ventures together, but I want to tell a ghost story. So Meg and I talk all the time. So, so in, the, in, the, in the process of preparing for this podcast, Meg told me a story about something that happened to her when she was young that I want her to share. She thinks it's kind of boring now for the podcast. I don't think so, because we'll expand on that. And then after she listened to the Paulson Center podcast, she said that she felt, she sent me a text last night, and she goes, I felt those female ghosts in the restroom way before I knew you. Always have. It's so weird. And I, I don't know if I've heard that before and then, and then thought that, but I've always, I've sensed it. I've never had, we were talking about this, I've never seen the nurses putting on lipstick or anything like uh-huh. that. But yeah, and of course I had a dream last night that they were there and Kind kind of tormenting me, but I like how you oh. turn it around and you make it. They're nice ghosts. They are. They yeah. yeah. So. I I mean I really feel, um, and I can. I mean this. That's the bad part about <clears throat> me is that I mean I don't. 
I feel um, like spirits. So Sydney and I were driving, and I don't know if you heard that part, that Sydney and I were driving, and we went through some little town between here and Waverly. Waverly, mm-hmm. where I'm kind of yeah, from. Yeah, and we... And there was no cemetery in sight, and I felt it instantly. And I was like, "There's a cemetery in here. I gotta stay focused because it's caught like something's." And we turned a corner, and Sydney goes, "Look at right there! There's the cemetery." And I was like, "Okay." It was so close, but you couldn't see it until you turned this corner. But I had already felt it like back before. So, I really feel like if there were any sort of weird, negative, anything spirits here, I would feel it super quickly. Um, and I only feel like a loving, it's a heavy presence because of the hospital history. I feel like there's a lot of trauma that has gone on here that it's a heavy presence, but I also feel like it's a super healing and beautiful. And I really attribute that to the Paulson family and like the legacy that they kind of created and that, um, I would love to meet one of them. Yeah. That would be so cool. Yes. Yes. So Tell us, Meg, about, well, first of all, Brennan, do you have anything to say? You've been kind of quiet. What are, what are you doing? Are you okay? I'm, I'm just doing some research. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> you need to pop on and, and jump no, in? No, I, I, no, it's good. I, 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 no, I'm good. I'm very good. You like how I said the word pop on? Hi, <laughs> guys, I wanted to pop on here real quick. That's good. I like that. I, I was doing research. I so this is very random. Another, I knew you another, had another, I knew it. another, go ahead. Random thing. You mentioned your last name is Demand, and then you said your mother is Judy, mm-hmm. and my you, I know, my mom like she a nurse. She's a nurse, so they all know each other. So mm-hmm. they all know each other, and mm-hmm. I. But I remember my mom always talking about Judy Demand, and I believe <gasps> my mom and your mom were friends. My mom's my mom is also Judy. What's your mom's last name? Pointer. I don't know her, um, but but I'm sure mom does. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I and but I was asking her if they if you they were still friends. I know my mom's had like fallout with people, yeah. so like I know that sometimes if I bring her up and she's like, "Baby, don't mention me." <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way with my mom because <laughs> her last name is Demand, and right. she was a very demanding nurse. Right. And so when I was a drug rep, some of the doctors that I used to call on and they saw my last name, and they're like, "Like," and I'm like. Good th- if it's good, yes. If it's bad, no. <laughs> so I always was like, okay. And they were like, no. She was pretty well respected most right, of the yeah, time. No. But the people told me, you do not mess with she, your mother. She ran the ER, right? Where was she Was she at the ER at Deaconess? She was at ICU. ICU, was okay, the so, first one. Okay. And then she sometimes managed the CCU. Uh, and then event for a while, she was, she did, she had like five units at one time. Wow. But she was all over. But you'd never... You'd never know. She'd always be the one that would jump in there and change bedpans or whatever it mm. sounded like. That's what I heard. She's from so people. down to earth. I mm-hmm. can see that totally. She never she, thinks she's better than anyone. Mm-hmm. They have that beautiful property. They're just amazing people. I can totally see your, like how you got to be such an amazing, um, even though you think that your free spiritedness came from, you know, somewhere else. So that I know that they're, but really they are just such. They're so like pillars giving. of yeah. the community. I feel like they are. They're just the people that you want to know, mm-hmm. and I feel like that is just badass. And so I'm very honored that I got to go out there and that Jude um, is my client. And yeah, oh, she's oh Jude. I know. I love it. <laughs> okay, so tell me about yes, Brennan. I knew there was something that you were thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's googling. Spokane. Yes. Spokane is uh, such a small city. A small web. Yes. <laughs> a small, smallest big town web. you've ever been. Right. In. Yes. Biggest small town you've ever been in. Yeah. 
So let's so. start with what did you feel in the Paulson Center and how, it, tell us about your um, experiences with that bathroom. Like it's what? always been in the restroom and this, so you're on the eighth floor, so, but I've also been in this building probably on the third floor, the sixth floor. Um, and every time I go into the bathroom, there's just something there. Like I felt like, but it wasn't like you said, it wasn't like creepy. Yeah. But there, and then there's something about these windows. There's yeah. always sunlight coming through into the restroom there and it's just is. so weird. Yeah. And it's just, it feels magical. I think the bathrooms do, but like you said in one of your podcasts that they're really small, tight yeah. spaces. So yeah, but I've always just felt like there's something there. when I, um, I mean, my clients that have mentioned it, they were not here on the same day, nor did none, none of them know each other. Yeah. That was what's the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. And then Rook went down there and she's so the one that did the yeah. got the goddess and I, she's so no bullshit. Yeah. She just comes back. I mean, she goes, okay, I'm going to, you know, she swears all the time. All right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the restroom. I'll be back in a little bit. Okay. I'll see it. Comes back in, comes back. She goes, yeah, did you know that your fucking bathroom's got two, the spirits Spirit? of two yeah. female uh, nurses in there? <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get started. Like, <laughs> so just very, so she was the one that actually like, said it like and I said well did you see them and she goes well I can't I mean just up here the others like she could just feel it and see it I don't know how she does what she does it's hard to explain she is amazing she's very amazing yeah. and then the um other two Mandy saw them mm-hmm. and um my other client heard the lady the and the water and the water and, and, and she saw the water turn yeah. on and then no door opened and no door closed but That's the footsteps just- left Left. So weird. And yeah. that chick is the one, she's native and comes, she comes in here and she said, what did this place used to be? She was like white as a ghost. And I said, it used to be a hospital. And she's like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> and I said, why? And she goes, oh, I just had something really weird happen in the bathroom, but it's all right. And I go, no, you can tell. And yeah. I'd already known at that time because Mandy came in and had to sit down. She goes, I just had the weirdest thing happen in the bathroom. So <laughs> weird. Crazy. So yeah. cool. All mm-hmm. right. So tell us about your, um, well, I keep thinking, cause I told you this story the yes. other day and I told Philip it and he goes, that's not very exciting. And I'm like, well, why are husbands such downers? I Brennan? don't know. I'm not a downer. But, and then I was like, it probably isn't very exciting. So I grew up, I grew up in the Spangle area. Right? Oh, we know. Spangle, the Spangle, Spangle Cemetery. Yeah, that's yep. the cemetery. That's the cemetery. Yep. I oh. wonder if that was the one that yes, you Yes, go yeah. ahead. Yes. So, and so the Liberty School District, back in the day, there was a West Liberty and an East Liberty. Okay. And so K through four went to West Liberty in West Liberty land. And then K through four also went in East Liberty. So that was in Fairfield. And then once you hit fifth grade in the West Liberty side, you were shipped over to the, um, to Fairfield for five through eight. And then you went to the high school, which is kind of in between uh, Sp- Spangle and Fairfield. And so we saw the high school. Yeah. Close. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And behind there, now they built everything <clears throat> right by the high school. Now they built a junior high and an elementary school behind there. So they're all kind of in the same spot. But these, but East Liberty and West Liberty are very, very old buildings. In fact, we should go there. Yes. Spangle. Yeah. So East Liberty burnt down after, long after we were, um, they made the new school, but West Liberty is still there and it's a bed and breakfast or something now. So, but, so there's steps leading up to the school and then the steps kind of have these kind of 
they're not really like benches, but they're kind of like an oversized handrail that you can either sit on or whatever. Mm -hmm. So of course on recess, we always played up there. Mm -hmm. And one time, and I've jumped up there a million times and just, you know, we play like King of the Mountain or whatever and stand up on there. And there was no one around me and I jumped up there and all of a sudden found myself on the ground on the other side behind um, a bush. And it was almost like, I didn't remember like... It was almost like something had pushed me down, like mm-hmm. kind of flipped me over and yeah. and tossed me over there. But I've always remembered that. I mean, how many times do you fall down in your no, lifetime No, but it was something significant. But it was for something. You to think about it. It was either like, I, either I passed out on the way down, but I don't remember that. I just remember how fast it was. I jumped up and then all of a sudden I was laying in the leaves in the back of the, behind the shrub. So I always just felt like that was something weird. pushed you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So That's I don't know. Crazy. That's my. Huh boring story that's not boring no it's not it's interesting it's not boring. and philip wants me to tell you this other one okay story. please do so on our honeymoon we went to um, i need to have Hotel philip on here too coronado yeah. yes mm-hmm. and because he, he's got some roots i think he's a healer too his, oh yeah his mom is too I, so, oh i love yeah. his mom yes his mom's a shaman and yes oh my gosh, Ooh, she's cool She's Ruthie. I love her oh, too. She is. How am I so exotic. interconnected in your family now already? Like, <laughs> see, this is just like we've always been together. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I yeah. know Shaman Ruthie. She's a badass. Yes. Yes. Um, and she's just so exotic looking. So, um, anyway, so he booked, I guess, and I don't remember this on our hotel after we got married for our honeymoon. He booked the suite that had the ghost in it. There was a ghost that killed herself in um, Hotel Coronado, and she's known to haunt that. And I was just like, I remember, I do remember telling him, no way in hell are we going to stay in a room that's haunted. That's like, not my gig, not my jam, not, (laughs) never, ever am I, that's just not me. And so he remembers it as we stayed one night in the room and there was just too much clanging and all that kind of stuff. So he had us moved, but I don't remember that. I remember that we weren't in the room after that day, but I didn't know that it was freaking him out. I don't know if he, yeah, I don't know. But anyways, and I've had other friends that like, they go and they look at the ghost, the haunted list and they oh, try hell and yeah. go. Like, yes. That's, probably, that's yeah. my thing. I would love oh, yeah. it. Yes. I, I told her I have the same thing. girlfriend who <laughs> loves that stuff. And she's like, Oh, I want to go there and stay. And I'm oh, like, so will you Oh, go, I do not want to go. Will you go stay. to the haunted Spokane stuff with us? I will with you, with you guys, because okay. I, it's, it's kind of cooler now. Like yeah. it's not such a creepy, weird thing. No. Like when we went somewhere not too long ago, and then we pulled up, and you were like, cause "I was getting you out of the car." Oh, and that was the parking garage, the oldest mm-hmm. parking garage. Yes, go ahead. Did you find out what it was? Yes, and you said, he did. You said that building's speaking to me, and I got to go over there someday. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Buildings speak to you. Yeah, honestly. They, they <laughs> so, want to pull me in. It's mm-hmm. the craziest. But now it's like normal. Before there could be I a really shitty weird. person sitting right next to me. And I'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, she's so nice. Mm-hmm. Hi. Yep, that's great. How are you doing? Yeah, welcome. Oh, yeah, I've got $20. Here you go. And then they could be the most horrible user manipulative person ever. I'm pretty clueless. There could be a building that had somebody commit suicide in it. And I can feel that. Mm-hmm. Huh. Weird. That's so crazy. Yeah. It's, it's spaces. That's why I know if there was something negative in this building, I mm-hmm. I would not not feel it. Yeah. So you've made ghosts cool to me. Oh, oh, cute. Yeah. Yes. I still need to have my 
an experience. I have not experienced. Well, you're going to go with us sometime, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, you're going to pick me up. Yes, I'm going to pick you up. Oh yeah. Get in the car, Brittany. Brittany, (laughs) bitch. Like I did with Sydney, I picked Sydney up before we went to the um, Waverly Cemetery. (laughs) Poor Sydney's family's like. Who the hell is this boss? <laughs> I come, I got freaking music up, pull, roll the window down, plug in the Mercedes. Get in, bitch! We're going ghost hunting. <laughs> oh, it's good. I don't think I really called her a bitch, but now I would. Oh yeah, now that's we're fine. now yes, it's fine. <laughs> I call Ariel a bitch all the time. <laughs> it's in love. She signed a she signed a non disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> I can call her whatever. I, That's want. Just, I am the HR director. <laughs> this podcast is public. I mean, oh yes. <laughs> Thank you, Brennan, for that fact. <laughs> um, okay, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? Oh, anybody? I have, tell I have, us. I have a question for you. Yes, I have a, like a, maybe a new segment Ooh. that I might want to introduce for questions that I have from people. I. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. I was telling my friend that I was doing this podcast and uh, and I was like with you and I said I went and did a facial and, and I was like I was like, Oh, do you get facials a lot? And he's like, Oh no, um, not that much. And I was like, you should do it. And he's just like, Well, I just feel like getting facials infrequently doesn't really help your skin. And I kind of feel like it you know, and I was just like that can't be true. No, it's not true. And then I, and so basically my question was, I, he told me like professional facials, doing them infrequently doesn't really help your skin. And I was just like, I got to ask Lee, cause that has to be like a, a myth. That is a myth. So yes. it depends. So it, so it would depend on what the goal of the facial is. Mm. So if you are working on like getting rid of acne scarring, or if you're getting rid, if you're trying to retexturize somebody's skin, you will then want to follow the regimen that's going to get to that skin goal. Mm. But any facial, even because even if you only got two facials a year, the, the massage alone from a professional facial helps to imp- improve lymphatic drainage, helps to increase blood flow, mm-hmm. helps to regenerate collagen and encourage sloughing. They're also the back bar products that we use I have a percentage formulation that is very way stronger than what is able to be purchased from um, a non-licensed professional at a store. Mm-hmm. And there are tools and stuff that you can buy to increase your professional result at home, like a high frequency and an, and an LED light mask. But estheticians are re- we're really trained to look for all sorts of underlying problems, skin conditions, um, increase. Like I said, the blood flow factor is huge. So any any professional facial, you will get a big time therapeutic benefit from underneath the skin on a cellular level. Um, then you in the whole integumentary function, that whole system um, is improved when you get a facial. Mm. It is very therapeutic. It's just like a massage, right? Yeah. So if you get one massage a year, you're. Um, I mean, the results won't last you know what i'm saying yeah. but the therapeutic benefit still in that moment helps cleanse your system and removes toxins and really helps to um overall promote better skin health yeah even if you you only got one or two a year um they become addicting though because you can see the result and then you i've got a lot of clients that travel to see us and so they'll get like four facials a year they'll come seasonally yeah. um, and then they'll get like everything so they'll 
come in and, you know, spend four or $500 on the works. And then we've got clients that'll come in every single month and spend about 150. And then we've got clients that, um, come in just for the relaxation benefit and you might see them more infrequently based on whenever the, it's more of like a luxury. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of, it just, it depends, but always the therapeutic factor and the skincare health is improved after a facial. I think it's what you make of it though, too. If you're going to believe that it's not going to work, um, that's that true. it's not going to yeah, work, absolutely. but if you're, and you also, and that's, I think what Lee does is too, is she's like, I call you my skin coach, right? Mm-hmm. So, cause she's very honest on this is what you need type thing. And I need that. Other people are like, they know exactly what they want. I'm one of those people that are, I have to go and look at the mannequin and have somebody dress me. And that's kind of what you do to mm-hmm. me is you just like, this is what you need. And I'm just like, okay, <coughs> go for it. Whatever, whatever I need, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. And it has been, cause it's a financial commitment too. Yeah. Right. And, but it also is investing in yourself as well. And we, we don't do that enough. No, for self-care. especially I mean, men how many don't. times do we hear that? Yeah, yeah for sure. especially men don't. And I feel like, um, this is a male friend of yours. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like, um, what's his name? I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to, I'm not going to spill the beans on on here. So John Doe, uh, (laughs) Brennan's friend, you are more than welcome to come in and I will give you, Sydney has a um, special, we'll give you friends and family pricing with Sydney and you can kind of come and experience a lot of the stuff that happens therapeutically happens under the visible epidermis Mm. when you just do one, if that makes sense. Um, Unless you're getting like a major chemical peel and you want that downtime and that kind of stuff to retexturize, but that often requires um, more than one treatment. But yes, you can still get a systematic improvement from infrequent facials. Awesome. I, 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 that's what I assumed. I just, I wanted to, I thought it was just a, I feel like that might be a lot of people's. Yeah, totally. Like if you go in frequently, it's not going to be as big a help to you or it's not going to help you at all. Well, and, and I feel, so, I feel like the industry's changing too, where, um, facials used to be considered luxury and now they're considered self care and yeah. necessary. And mm-hmm. facials also, also used to be grouped into a salon environment and, or a spa, you had to choose. And now you really, skincare professionals are really looked at more from a scientific standard, which is what it is. And that is, um, that's why you see so many doctors opening up Medispas because most doctors, dermatologists, will give everybody Cetaphil and mm. Accutane. Yes. And they say, go ahead and wash Gosh, your face yeah. with Cetaphil and here's some massive creams that will, you know, destroy your liver. Where people can often stop at an esthetician before they decide to do anything drastic and get some real help as far as how the whole system works because we look at the organ completely from not just from a beautification standpoint but really from a skin science standpoint Mm. we can see a lot of what's happening inside your body just by looking at your skin on the outside that's awesome that's good to know i'd also like to say too you have to it, it does take a minute to find an esthetician that works for you because yeah. uh, we all use different products. We all have different techniques that we use. Um, everyone has a special modality that they like. And so it could totally be that, you know, maybe the products that he was trying weren't really working for his skin and he needs to try something different. And maybe the esthetician and, didn't have a hard enough touch. Yes, it mm-hmm. it there's a lot of factors that could play into why he's thinking that also the at home care is 
extremely important. Yeah. If you just get a couple of facials, you know, your skin will feel good for about a week. But then if you're not taking care of it at home as well, you're not going to get the same benefits as someone else that does do that would. So yeah. that kind of plays into it too. He does have amazing skin. And I think that might be his reasoning why he doesn't get facials. Yeah, yeah that can totally be it too. And so, and I was like, because I, f- I figured he just did it a lot because he has this impeccable skin. Yeah. And maybe that's why he said that to me. But yeah, I mean, when I was younger, I think I had great skin as well. But then aging, you have to think about Mm. how do I take care of this? So you take it for granted when you do that. But now it's like, okay, I got to stay on top of it Mm -hmm. because now I'm 49. My mom had really great skin and didn't do a lot until um, she was older. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. and now she regrets it a little Mm -hmm. bit. But yeah, so but yeah. There it is. There's my. Uh, Thank you for There's that. my new segment. Thank you for I'll that. I'll see if I can come please. up with questions every week. I love yes, that. please. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, we could we could put a um, shout out on social media and say yes. what questions. Ask Ariel what questions that she might have. So if whenever, I'll yeah, Meg, right phone in your questions. I'll phone phone mine in. in. Yes, I'll think about why <laughs> why I didn't start sooner. I think part of it too is is that investment piece. Mm-hmm. Yes, and yes. you have to figure that out you do yeah Yeah. and we do and and at vanity we really try to be i am top shelf right like i am um bringing it to alcohol gin services right like Mm -hmm. gin there is she is not a house drink no there is um she's top you know house gin and then there's hendrix right (laughs) yes so vanity is like hendrix gin right there's Mm. monarch vodka and then there's gray goose there's like we're gray goose right so but the environment here too, it's nice because there's not a lot of other people no, here. And you we, get and that's why I like when you give your explanation that it's a private Yes, it's private yeah. intimate day spa. Exactly. And it's very boutique like so that you can pick off you you're never gonna be because I always feel I feel like the queen and the handmaiden, like in one. I feel like the both the princess and the pauper, right? Like I'm the same. That's the Mm. same. So I never want anybody to feel excluded based on the environment here. And I also want everybody to know they deserve top shelf and they, they, we can find a way to get it to, you can get some benefit at vanity and we've got something for everybody. That's great. And she's not a snob. I'm so not a snob. No, I, uh, (laughs) yeah, I am not a snob. So, um, Okay, my spa voice sometimes kicks in at the end. I can't help it. It just happens naturally. <laughs> and <laughs> next week, um, Sydney is going to be offering, well, for the next couple of weeks, an antioxidant-rich facial featuring the um, pomegranate uh, products that we have on the retail shelf. And if you would like to take advantage of any of our skincare products, we have a skincare shop on our website at www.vanitymakeupandskin.com. We're available on social media, um, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Tickety Talk. Um, we're not on Reddit yet, but... Um, I actually am on Reddit now. Oh, shooty Oh, yeah, you weren't in here when I was talking about it. Okay, yeah. you got it. You yeah, did it. I haven't really done much, but... okay. All right. I made it. All right. And so, yeah. Thank you for joining us. I don't really know what our topic is going to be next time, but um, I think we've mentioned like nine yeah. in the last Friends, couple pineapple, of... Pineapple. <laughs> lots to choose from. So it's a, it's yeah. a magic eight ball. You should do persimmons because ne- persimmons are put in... I, I mean, 
it's like a New Year's thing. It's like a, the persimmon has like symbolism for like 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 New Year's stuff. Like I we could do more research yeah, on that yeah, obviously, for sure. but it has something to do with like the New Year starting the new stuff like that. And so persimmon cool. might and quinces. And have you ever mm. heard of a quince? Mm-hmm. Um, those we we I loved. Those are so sour. They'll make your um, eyes just. I've never but, had one. Oh, Me they're either. so good, and you can huh. barely even cut them or bite into them because they're so hard. And I. They're not those. really making them sound that appealing. They're delicious. <laughs> they're another difficult. Bitch. They're another difficult fruit. <laughs> exactly. They're another we like difficult, the difficult fruit. fruit. We do. Yes. yes Thank you for having me. Thank by the you, way. Meg. I, just I just love, love that you. I'm your first non-industry person. <laughs> yes. I'm the simple Simmons or simple, simple Simmons. Yeah. Um, it's relevant though because you were my first non-industry, my first friend here. Well, really. I'm. I've been always been a low maintenance, never really done much about my skin at all. So now, and I do see a major improvement in good. Just so your friend, Yay. sorry, buddy, but it works. It yes. does work. Yes. Yeah. He, he, I, he'll be ashamed when I tell him. Yes. <laughs> I think he was just trying to justify not paying. Just me. let him know. Yeah. Come on in, yeah. come on in. Let us show you what the hype is all about. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'll let you know who he is after the after. Give you some Brennan Brennan pricing. <laughs> give you some Brennan. Mention um, what's that? What do what do you what do you Gen Zs and millennials say on social media? Mention my um, mention my promo code. Promo. Oh, code. Yeah. oh shit! Yeah. 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 Promo, promo code. code. <laughs> promo code Brennan B. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, Brennan. Yeah. Brennan P. Brennan P. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Or Spokast. Or Spokast. Or yeah, whatever. Mention. Mention. Uh, oh shit! That's a great idea. Mention the promo code Spokast. And you get access to VIP pricing. Oh, I love that. That's so fun. Perfect. Perfect. Spread that around. I will. All right. Cool. Now I mean, you have to have your web designer fix that. I right? know. Well, I mean, I, I do shit that people can't keep up with. By the time <laughs> <laughs> I already move on by something else. Yeah. If, they, if people want to really stay actively current with what the shit I come up with, they're They've got to be on Instagram. They got to be on Instagram. Or, <laughs> or <podcast. laughs> They need to be on Instagram. That's right. Instantly. Instantly. Inst- yes. Instantly. Yes. Instantly. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been The Sacred Flesh, a beauty podcast with a ghostly twist. I am Lee Wick. If you would like to book any appointments, please call us at the spa, 509-598-8695. We are located in downtown Spokane, 421 West Riverside Avenue, Suite 820, inside the historic, beautiful Paulson Center. Everybody say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.